from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Dave Tepper, talk to the media today. Maybe we'll just we'll work into it. Dave Tepper, talk to the media today. He does not know how to be an NFL owner. That's what I'm taking away from it. By all accounts, he was a mess at that press conference. I haven't seen Panthers media united like that in a long time, right? Because as rightfully so, you get a bunch of different people covering a team. They're looking at it from different viewpoints through their own experiences. It's it's all going to be different. Just about everybody that was in attendance, and we're going to talk with Chris Lee, WRAL uh, sports reporter, later on in the show. He was there, and, and I'm guessing we're going to hear very similar sentiments from him. Question dodged, all of them. Questions dodged. Um, very little uh, accountability, very little transparency, uh, 13 minutes total. Wouldn't even allow Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer to even ask a question. Reporters being froze, frozen out, froze yeah. out. Um, certain questions that we knew would have been asked and, and, and reporters wanted to ask, wanted to ask, weren't even given the opportunity to be asked. Questions like Scott Fitterer's job security. He dodged questions, didn't answer questions, talked for only 13 minutes, avoided a reporter completely, didn't address Fitter's job security. This is not good. And you know what? Do you know why I'm, I'm questioning whether he knows how to be an owner? Those should have been very obvious it was not going to go go well. You don't go into that press conference like, don't worry, I'm just not going to talk about da-da-da-da-da and have anybody that knows how this thing works go, oh, that'll go over fine. Great PR move. Yes, perfect, lovely. Go execute. Let's hear some of what he did say, uh, which, again, word salad might be one way to describe it, right? Kind of just vamp, just vamp. Just go out there and fill time with words. Here's David Tepper on the patience he preached for Matt Rule that he did not get from or did not give, I should say, Frank Reich. Um, look, you know, as I said, there are reasons for each individual situation. I think you guys, upon your own reflection into looking what happened through the season, can uh, you know can understand that you're around town for the, those that are around town and can know the reasons. Um, again, I'm not going to get into that particularly into those particulars, but I have pa- I do have patience. I'm just not <laughs> my reputation away from this game is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't you know come here too. It does. Now that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. Um, and as you know, as I said, you know, I would like to have somebody here for 20, 30 years. I'd like to have somebody <laughs> that would say eulogy at my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe it's 40 years, I hope. But uh, that's what I'd like to have. That's just a piece, by the way, just a piece of what David Tepper said. Actually, it's about one-thirteenth of what he said. The entire press conference took 13 minutes. Yeah. What he did today is bad ownering. That bad ownering. But the thing is, it's so obviously bad ownering that it shows me, oh, he just hasn't figured it out yet. Right? 
that you know, I was I was using this example off air. He walked like he was playing in a baseball game and walked up there and and, and you know, instead of grabbing the handle of the baseball bat, he grabbed the barrel of the baseball bat and held it back there like, go ahead and pitch it. And everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You've never played the sport. Let me show you. Flip this around right here. The jock strap goes on the inside, right? Your helmet's on backwards. We'll get this figured out. Now, once you hit it, run to first base. First base is going to be over there. Like, he needs that kind of, of help because – He's, I know some of you may think different. He's not a dumb guy. No. He's a multi-multi-billionaire. He's been wildly successful in multiple industries, and he's been that way for a long time, like decades and decades. He's not a dumb guy. You can't be as successful as he is in life while being dumb. But he might be naive on how to run an NFL franchise. There's a big difference between being bad at something because you don't know what you're doing and being bad at something because you're bad, right? If you walk up, we'll use golf. Golf is a perfect example because so many of us struggle with it, right? If you're bad, if you're a bad golfer because you're a bad golfer, you grew up on a course, you play all the time, you just you weren't given natural ability of hand-eye coordination and and ab ab strength, right? Like you you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's you're just a bad golfer. If you walk up and it's a you know a 600 yard par five, and you grab your pitching wedge, and you walk to the the tee, and and you uh you know uh, happy Gilmore swing, you, you you crow hop into it. You might not be a bad golfer. You just have no clue what you're doing, right? That's what it looked like at the the press conference today. You just had no – you walked up there in the sand wedge with a driver. You just – you looked like you had no idea what was going on, which, ready for this, optimistic spin, that's better of the two. David Tepper has been objectively bad at being an owner since he took over in 2018. Six straight losing seasons, two bad hires of, of head coaches. It, depending on how you feel about Scott Fitter, you may say a bad hire at GM. He's been objectively bad at it. It's much better if you're bad at it because you have no clue what you're doing because you can learn what to do. If it's if you're bad at it because you're bad at it, there's nothing you can do about that. I think the baffling thing for a lot of people is that he was a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's not like he hasn't been around and they stability and success. And and the Roonies get it. Yeah, that's the, that that franchise for all pro sports is like that's the model of a franchise. Do you and think he came from that? Do you think he could call for advice? I mean, I'm sure he has the Roonies number. I mean, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, shout out NC State, Ring of Honor guy, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Tomlin. I would call and say, how do you choose your coaches? Because we've had as many co- we've had that we've had as many coaches here in the last five years as you've had in the last over half century. How what do you look for? Because I'm about to go through the process again and I need some help. And that that would be again, learning to do it, you can do that, right? Learning that, hey, in the sand trap, you use a sand wedge. You can learn that. Do you want to? Are you willing to? Are you humble enough? David Tepper, are you humble enough to call somebody and ask for advice? To call somebody and say, I don't know what I'm doing out here. 
right? Are you willing to go to the 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 driving range and be alongside the seven year olds and go, hey, we're all the same level here. I got to learn. It's a real humbling moment, right? You're in it as far as the, the elementary school kids, but that's where you are right now. That press conference this morning was a full swing, fifty yard dribbler right in front of you. You need to figure it out. If you don't, you're going to have bigger problems. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. David Tepper spoke to the media earlier today. Uh, his first comments, he's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. First comments since he fired the coach of the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich. As we talked about earlier, everything in the Panthers organization has to be funneled with a vision, a laser focus, tunnel vision towards Bryce Young. Right, That's what this whole thing is about. Why is Frank Reich fired? Guess what? He's fired because Bryce Young wasn't looking good enough. If they were 1-10, in 10, but Bryce Young looked like a pro bowler, Frank Reich would still have a job. If they were had three wins or five wins or nine wins or ten wins and Bryce Young looked good, the, the wins are irrelevant. Frank Reich would still have a job. So we have to start asking about the the Bryce Young conversation, right? And ironically, it's one of the only things that David Tepper really talked about in his his press conference today. And as we heard from from Chris Lee, who uh, WRAL sports reporter we had on the show earlier, he was there for the press conference. Um, he broke it down for us. And I the ir- the irony of it all is, I think the most interesting and most kind of uh, transparent most endearing to the fans thing that that David Tepper said today, I don't think he was supposed to answer the question, right? Uh, Chris Lee said it was obvious they wanted to keep it to 10 minutes, and kind of as they were wrapping it up, David Tepper took one more question. It was the one about Bryce Young. It ended up going 13 minutes. He doesn't, like, I don't think this question was supposed to be answered. It's by far the most likable, by far the most, most um, I think, well-handled thing of the press conference. But he was asked about the process to pick Bryce Young. How did the Panthers end up with Bryce Young? This is what Tepper had to say. No, it's been reported, and we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room and, four, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice, I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices, okay? I'm just gonna say that I supported both choices. I supported the coaches, I supported the scouts, their unanimous opinion. Um, and I supported uh, Frank Reich. So um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent, 
is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. But that's the way the process runs. That is the most likable David Tepper has been in the last six months. He did not say we wanted C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. He just honestly took a path through how it happened. And he didn't throw anyone under the bus, right? He didn't say this person was the one that convinced me about Bryce or this person is the one that really wanted C.J. He just... That's that's the most likable he's been. That's not to say I like what he just said. It's to say being honest and open gets you brownie points. Is he still confident in Bryce Young? He talked about that as well. Here's David Tepper on his confidence in his young quarterback. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask, okay? Um, and I think the, um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Confident, confident, confident. Do you know what I take away from the last two clips we played? I hate that they were okay with either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Now, even if you had Bryce Young first, if it was close, I hate it. You have to have a guy. You have to love one of them. You trade it up to number one overall. You don't do that because there's a handful of guys you like at the top of the draft. You do that because there's one that you think is generational. You do that because you think there's one that is so far above and beyond everyone else and every other type of player that they can transform you transform your franchise from the doldrums, from the dungeon to the penthouse. It has to be a love love to take a guy that high at quarterback. Whenever someone's like, well, we have a top five pick, we're going to take whoever falls to us, I'm going, yeah, because that'll work out well. You have to be so utterly convicted in your player. I've, I've, I've used this, this uh, explanation in the past. Um, I'm a part of a very nerdy group of quarterbacks, right? And, and we have a group chat, and we rank the 10 prospects, 10 top quarterback prospects going into every draft. I don't do this for my job, okay? I don't do this for media. I don't put it out publicly. But the, the group of us, we rank the 10 top quarterbacks going into each draft on a scale of 1 to 5, with 1 being Hall of Famer, 5 being a bust out of the league within the first three years, and, and various degrees between it. Because we're even nerdier than that sounds, we've gone into decimals, right? We have like 2.75 and, and 3.5. But here's, here's what I've learned. The group of us, individually, we're wrong all the time, right? I might love a guy. Someone else might love someone else. Individually, we're wrong all the time. But the few instances where we're all like, yep, that guy. The few instances where there's a near consensus, that guy's going to be great, we are pretty darn good. That is the only way, the only situation in which you should draft a quarterback even in the top three. Because it's such, like, it, it, 
you can fail with a guy you love. Do you realize how bad you'd feel if you fail with a guy who's like, yeah, that's just what fell to us? If it's like even this upcoming draft, right? There's the the camp of people that loves Caleb Williams, the camp of people that love Drake May. I hope you have one that you love, absolutely love, if you're going to draft them. If not, trade back to somebody that does. There's no rule that you have to draft a quarterback. There is a rule that you want to get your best value. But if you're picking ninth and you're trading up to number one, that better not be for, oh, you know, if we get the second pick, we'll take the other guy. If we did the third pick, we'll take the third guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, this is a franchise-changing decision. You better be more convicted than that. So I, I respect and I like that David Tepper was transparent a little bit. And you could hear him halfway through almost waver in his voice where he's like, am I sharing too much here? But he finished it. Am I speaking honestly? Am I, blah, 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 ah, 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 taste bad. But, it, but at the same time, I don't think that was handled right, right? If, if it was that close between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, neither of them were worth trading up to number one in your eyes. Right, somebody else's eyes might say like, "Oh, CJ Stroud was a billion times better." Oh, Bryce Young, billion times better, generational prospect. Let them go, go draft those guys. To be a quarterback in the NFL and be successful, you need the whole franchise to buy in. It can't be a couple. It can't be a half buy-in. There's no half stepping. It's got to be full stepping. The only thing you got to say is, "Bryce is our guy. He's our guy, and he's going to be our guy." And, That's all and, you got to say. And you shouldn't have to lie. You should believe that. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be some made-up thing. It's like the wire. You know, if you fight the, like, you, you live on that lie, you build off that lie, you fight the lie. <laughs> Shout out to the wire. What a great reference. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.